This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, summer, fall, winter, and spring. Whatever you garden, wherever you garden. This is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's. Grow the world you want with help from Scott's. And yours truly, Franklin Proctor. Hello. The Good sous morning. chef. Yeah, the sous supreme. chef of the garden. Andre sitting in the, the spot where uh, normally taken from uh, by um, our friend Gracie, who is, where is she going? Who knows? Is Probably Hawaii, Hawaii or someplace. I don't March know. March break. She, I, I don't you. get any breaks around here. What's going on? <laughs> there yeah. no, no free lunches for no us. No free lunches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a gloomy morning, though, isn't it? It huh? is. It was hard. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get out of bed this morning. Well, we must. Somebody's got to do this. Well, you know, we could just get this microphone a little closer to the to the homestead. But actually, I'm I'm joking because I wasn't even at home this morning. I'm in the middle of building Canada Blooms. Right. Not myself alone, of direct course. Direct Energy Center. Yeah. Yes, myself and and hundreds of others are in our new home, the Direct Energy Center at Exhibition Place. the The build began uh, as of Thursday night midnight, and all the materials started rolling in, and the walls are going up, and the Waterfalls are going up. Oh, and my God. Trailer, yeah. tra- t- multi-trailer loads of plants have come in, and lots more are coming. So, oh, it's just, it's a, just a beehive yeah, of you're activity. Getting about, uh, I, you can tell your eyes look like pee holes in the snow. Thank you. you know? <laughs> they kind of feel <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> because <laughs> you've been getting about maybe three, four hours sleep a night. Not enough. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Even when you, you designate the hours, you mm. don't really sleep because you've got too much on your mind. And thinking, oh, yeah. I, I can't sleep in. Can't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> can't forget that. You know, wake up at four in the morning going, oh. It yes. must be six. Oh, it's yeah. only four. Yeah. Oh. Wake up at five. It must be six. Well, oh, I had that. I had that five. experience this morning. I was telling yeah. him uh, where I stay on uh, Friday nights. Uh, <laughs> my buddy has a, one of those clocks. You, you see the uh, time on the ceiling. Handy. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm looking. I'll go. Oh no, please. Oh no, no, no. It's too close. Oh no. <laughs> As the seconds tick by. That's right. Anyway. And we're kind of missing the sun. I think yeah. we're a little spoiled in the last few weeks. Yeah. S a d d. Is it just S a d? S a d. I think yes. Seasonal. No, but that's more like short days. Yeah. This is just gray and wet. And well, yeah, this... this Great hey, for jump, the garden. We're jumping ahead, too, on uh, the hour Losing tonight. Losing an hour yeah. tonight. Everybody remember that. Okay. We better get to some announcements you've well, got you want to do the phone numbers first? Oh, yeah. Golly, thank you very much. <laughs> um, my director here, community <laughs> work. It's 416-360-0740 for anyone in Toronto and uh, elsewhere in the province. Toll-free, 866 740 and, of course, we want to hear from you if you have questions or mm-hmm. comments or solutions to other people's problems, all to do with the garden. So outdoor plants, indoor plants, we're happy to hear what's going Whatever on at your place. And uh, keeping in mind, I didn't get a lot of uh, email announcements from people of events, but here's one good one for next Saturday. Anybody who lives in the Lindsay area and will have already been down to Canada Blooms and is back up mm-hmm. in Lindsay... CD Saturday is next Saturday, March the 20th. It's being held at the Queen Street United Church in Lindsay. 
excuse me, from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. Of course, it's a swap. It's a swap of seeds. Mm -hmm. It's purchase seeds, other related items. Discuss gardening. uh, Learn all about horticultural activities in the community. Uh, Of course, it's all wide open to the I was going to say it's wide open to the public. Of course it is. But there is an admission of $2. And there are a couple lucky draws being held at 10, 11, and 12 noon next Saturday. So that's a fun one. Right, and I want to say hi to uh, all the guys up there, and uh, Lindsay used to work up there not, Did you? not all that long, well, nice 10 town. years ago, and a lot of friends up there. Yeah, good. Well, then, yes, big big hello to the Lindsay gang. Exactly. Um, a couple other things. One is, uh, I just forgot, oh, I know, <laughs> I was going to say, I just forgot what it is. No, do stay with us, because we have a special guest coming on the half hour, Aldona Satterthwaite, the brand new executive director of Toronto Botanical Gardens, will be joining us at 9.30 to uh, tell us a little bit about TBG, about what she's been up to, and about what she's doing at Canada Blooms. So that's coming up. But if I have mere seconds here to just share with you an email that went, somebody, um, somebody, (laughs) wrong email. (laughs) Oh boy, you can tell. eh? Little, uh, Little only halfway here, I think Jim sent this from Whitby. Jim's had a problem with deer, and he was responding to the question we had last week. So, uh, one of our callers had deer chewing on right through the center mm-hmm. of the hedge, green on top, green below, brown in between. So, good morning. We heard your question from listeners about deer munching on cedar hedges. We had trouble with the deer eating our flowers and shrubs in the Apsley area. Six or seven years ago, we found a product called Deer Away. It's fantastic for keeping the deer away from plants and shrubs. Product is made in Canada. Uh, This gentleman believes it's made in Mississauga. It's concentrated. You mix it with water. Then you spray very carefully following the instructions on the package. Um, It's a very sparing spray, and you only apply it to whatever plants you wish to protect, obviously, from Mm. the deer. Uh, he believes that it's um, carrying on their prices and stuff. He purchased it at Timber Mart in Apsley or the co-op uh, in Lansdowne Street in Peterborough. So some garden centers also carry it. So there's an idea for people with deer issues. Uh, bottom line is he said he even uses it in the spring. As soon as some of the first green leaves start to pop up out of the ground, he does a very sparing spray just to protect those little sprouts huh. from the hungry deer. And then again, out in October, November, to some of the flowering shrubs and decorative evergreens. And he's had very good success success with it so you know good recommendation deer away for anybody who's having problems with hungry deer okie dokie we'll be back uh, with charlie dobbin here on the garden show but first we have to take a little break and uh, come back and chat i believe with evelyn okay we'll be uh, along very shortly Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Sponsored by Scott's, makers of EcoSense Natural Lawn Fertilizer. Go green where you live and play with Scott's EcoSense. Thank Proctor with you here at AM740 along with Charlie Dobbin. And as promised, let's get to Evelyn in Toronto. Hello. Good morning, Evelyn. Hello, Evelyn. I have a problem. Oh, there we are. Good morning. Good morning. I have a problem <laughs> with my Christmas cactus. Wow, what's going on? Well, it started from cuttings like four years ago. Mm-hmm. The Christmas before last, it was beautiful. And I did exactly the same thing um, last Christmas. I have it in the living room away from the window. And I have a very small apartment, so that's the only place for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, just, in November, I moved it up closer to the window. Mm-hmm. And part of the branches started falling off. And anyway, and then it got like white scars on some of the branches. Anyway, um, for the Christmas decorations, I had to move it. So I moved it into another room facing uh, the same way, northwest. Mm -hmm. And 
that, but the, that room might be a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the leaves, uh, branches stop falling off, and actually some blooms, a few blooms form, not many, mind you, but a few. Um, but what I'm, uh, my question now is, I'd like to make it a little smaller, mm-hmm. and um, should I cut off the part that has the scabs on it, or I can would. I trim it? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, so did it end up a bit lopsided because some of the branches fell mm-hmm. off on yeah. just one side? Yeah. Yeah. It could be that when it was in the window... Like, see, Christmas cactus do like it fairly cool, and that's why you probably got some flowers. Is when it spent that short time on the window ledge, it was quite chilly there, which helps set flowers. Mm-hmm. Then it moved into the other room where it was warm, and the flowers proceeded to grow. Um, but if it's lopsided or uh, you know just doesn't look good, mm-hmm. each of the segments of the the branches mm-hmm. of the Christmas yeah. cactus can be either broken or carefully snipped at oh, really? the joint. Oh, good. I wonder so, if I had to attack the roots, but I should no, do the branches. Yeah, so just go, just look right. at it and try and shape it up so that, you know, remember where you do remove uh, any one of those segments, probably two or three will grow from that point. Oh, oh. So oh, it'll okay. cause branching. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. so chubbier. That would be good. That's right, because they d- tend to get a little scraggly looking. right now. Yeah, okay. so, so go in, you know, into the center of the plant, uh-huh. taking off some of that outer growth, uh-huh. uh, going for the balance thing. Then mm-hmm. wherever it sits... Of course, try and get it in the sunniest spot in your house. And just remember to turn the pots, the, the pot. Oh, yeah, right. I probably wasn't But doing once that, a yeah. week, I just try and turn 180 yeah, degrees yeah, and balance right, yeah. the new growth as it okay. comes out. Can, so can you figure out what that uh, silvery scars are? It's what, pool- what is eating it? <laughs> No, probably nothing's eating it. The scarring could be um, from fungal disease, oh, really? uh, from just too much water, because oh, oh, yeah. that happens. Like, it's mm-hmm. really hard to water properly in the winter, I find. Mm-hmm. Plants don't use very much water. So yeah. the fact that you lost those branches, it usually happens with Christmas cactus because of overwatering, frankly. That they just you know, overwater, yeah. Yeah, that's usually what happens, or extreme chilliness. But that's got to be pretty extreme. It wasn't right next to the window; yeah. it was in front of the window, but yeah. it wasn't right next. So it probably wasn't that because yeah. I've okay, frozen. So them. I can just trim her down and <laughs> yep. make the shape. That shape I want. it up exactly. Okay, thank you. I love your program. Thank you so much, Evelyn. <laughs> Very informative. Good Bye. stuff. Bye. Good luck with that. Thank you, Evelyn. And uh, now we're going to take a little trip down the highway, one thirty-five or thirty-five actually, <laughs> up to Lindsay, and uh, say hi to Gloria. Hi, Gloria. Good morning. Morning. How are you today? Excellent. How's Good. Lindsay? The sun is almost shining down here, but not quite. Wow. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question um, about an amaryllis plant mm-hmm. that from Christmas time, it had five beautiful big blossoms on it. Nice. Had to stake it up. It was over three feet high. Wow. Now, since then, it is... Um, the flowers have dried and they've been taken, you know, taken away. Mm-hmm. But the main stem and the leaves are still very much intact. Mm-hmm. But the main stem has a, well, I don't know how to describe it. There's a piece that's coming out of it, like another stem with a pod on the top. Mm-hmm. And it's the funniest looking thing. <laughs> and we, I'm just wondering, is that seed or is it going to blossom again? No. Or what's going the, to go on with that? Those are seeds. Those are the plant has set seed, okay. so you could, if you wanted to wait a long, 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 long time, plant those seeds and grow up little baby amaryllis from seed. But mm-hmm. those little seedling amaryllis will not bloom for years and years. Oh, okay. So typically, we don't grow amaryllis from seed for that reason. We just don't have that kind of patience. Okay. So don't hesitate to you know enjoy it as an as an oddity, but I wouldn't um, maintain and try and keep the seeds alive. This this this. 
stem, that where the flowers were, that flower stem will slowly but surely shrivel and turn yellow okay. as the seeds mature. The leaves will stay green as a green houseplant, and you should continue to treat it as a houseplant. Sunny location, water as necessary, even a little fertilizer once a month or so. Mm-hmm. Then the trick is what to do come summer. It, it seems to me that most people have the best success when they take their amaryllis outside in the summer. Oh. Leave it in the pot, just put it outside into a shady spot, and let it be, a, a, again, a green plant outside for the summer. Okay. Come the end of summer, though, bring it into the house and stop watering it and force it to become completely dormant by sticking it in a dark corner and ignoring it. But well, the right bulb, now, should, should I cut that back to what I've got another one that I've cut back and mm-hmm. it's been resting? So I wouldn't I cut it back yet. With this one? No, I wouldn't cut it back yet because the longer you leave the leaves on the plant, mm-hmm. the fatter and juicier the bulb will become oh, for okay. next year because the leaves are converting sunshine into carbohydrate, which is fattening up the bulb. It's, it's a funny looking thing sticking out <laughs> in this other little stem. I bet. Oh. I bet. Well, I bet. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's quite a, a bit of a novelty, strange looking conversation. Piece. Yes. Yeah. But, but like I say, the longer you can leave those leaves, the better. So I would leave it g- growing as a greenhouse plant right through till August if you can. Okay. Then force it to shut down for eight to 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, you force that by giving it dark and no water. Right. Then you bring it out of the dark, water it once. And when it starts to grow, it should grow with a flower stem. Okay. And that should be blooming again for Christmas. Good. Thank okay. you so much. Thank Have you nice for your call. You too. Thank you very much, Gloria. I and and uh, you'll be able to get through to uh, Charlie Dobbin here at AM 740 by calling one of these numbers. Well, if you're in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, like Uxbridge, where we're going to hear from in a couple of moments, one 740 And our little angel, the Amaryllis, will be back with your questions and calls. Oh, you. <laughs> Charlie Dobbin. Here on AM 740. Back in a minute. (laughs) Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM 740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of Turf Builder Easy Seed. Grow grass anywhere with less effort and less water. Easy Seed from Scott's. Both Charlie and I were looking at the next call and the location and saying, hmm, Sandy Bay, that sounds like a great spot. So, Carla, where are you located in Sandy Bay? Where is that? Hello? Yeah, good morning. hi. Oh, good morning. Yes, that's between uh, Barry and Aurelia. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely little yeah. village. Yeah. yeah. Come and visit. <laughs> Love to. <laughs> My question is about um, some limelight hydrangeas that I have. Mm-hmm. The plants are about... Um, Three years old. They're doing very, very well. They're mm-hmm. spectacular. They sure are, aren't but they? they're overtaking my space. I think I planted uh-huh. them too close together. There are three in a group. Mm-hmm. The trick with limelight hydrangea, it is lovely. Very. Yeah. I mean, this is a word that that Frank loves. Floriferous <laughs> shrub. Yeah. Because the one shrub can have literally, you know, a hundred blooms on it. They're and they're big and showy. I love the plant. Absolutely. Yes. But the plant in its maturity is about a meter wide by a meter tall. So I'm finding. Yeah. So what do you do? Now, in your case, they've only been there three years. You could transplant, move them apart this spring. You could also do some fairly uh, radical pruning this spring okay. if that works better for you. That would and work just better. control them as, I mean, it's going to be, an, if you don't move them apart, this is going to be an ongoing spring activity for you. Yeah. Uh, every year, take them down uh, to being fairly, well, basically, you recognize that in, in the growing season, they're going to grow 14 inches anyway. Yeah. 
plus blooms. So looking at the space you've got them in now, you're going to have to cut them down to allow that growth through the summer because you're not going to do any more pruning after the spring pruning right. in order to get that mega show in, uh, in August and September. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's your trick. It's just, you know, sort of get out the pruners and do what you've got to do to take them right down in the spring and let them grow up all summer and fall. So what, if I pr- uh, prune them down to about 12 inches above mm-hmm. the ground, mm-hmm. would that be too severe? It's fairly severe as long as you do early enough. It's not a problem. Hydrangeas are tough. Yeah. They're pretty tough plants. And the limelight is clearly quite vigorous. Yes. <laughs> so, but, you know, don't, do, don't fertilize or anything like that. No, no. Good so- soil is always important. Yeah. But don't be cranking a lot of fertilizer because you'll be, you know, getting a whole bunch of growth you don't want. Exactly. Okay. But, uh, but lovely, lovely shrub. One of my favorites. Okay. So the, 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 the big prune isn't going to really hurt them much. Nope. It's not going to hurt them at all. It's just going to take off a lot of last year's growth right. and make room for this year's growth. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of Sandy Bay and, hey, we should visit there sometime. Yeah, we should. Uh, quick call out to uh, Mary in Uxbridge. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Hello, Mary. Hi. Oh, there you are. Good Hel- morning. Um, love your program. Thank you. Uh, my question is, I have a large hibiscus, which is uh, I've had for about 20 years, and it's been blooming off and on all winter. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if it's too late to cut it back. Not at all. No, it's a perfect time to cut back hibiscus. March is always kind of my favorite time because now is when you're seeing that big flush of growth on all of our house plants. They're they're loving these longer days. Mm-hmm. So to the the drag of course with hibiscus anytime you cut it is you do end up cutting buds and blooms off. But this is the time to do it. And again, it's similar to our last caller. You've got to anticipate what growth is going to happen over the summer into the fall before you bring that plant back into your house you know, at the end of the summer next, next year because you don't want to start pruning in August and September because then you're really taking off flowers. Okay. Right? So this is the pruning you do now is in anticipation of the growth that's coming. Okay, how much should I cut it back? You uh, Again, you can be fairly radical. The hibiscus are super tough. You've had it for 20 years. It's a tree or a shrub? It's, uh, it's a shrub, but it's about four feet wide and four feet high. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could half the size on that if you wanted to. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could go that dramatic. When was the last time you repotted it? Uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> So not a bad idea at the same time. Rejuvenate the whole plant. Get it. You don't need to go into a bigger pot necessarily, but you could get it out of its pot it's in now. Mm-hmm. When you're doing all this trimming to the top, you could trim some roots. Okay. Shrink the roots in by, you know, an inch sort of all the way around. Just get out a, a saw and saw them off or a sharp butcher knife. Okay. <clears throat> Fresh potting soil back into its pot, nice clean pot. Fresh soil. The whole plant will love you for it. Okay. And okay. I can do that now. You can. Okay. Good thing to do on a rainy day. Okay, appreciate that very much. You're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks so for your much, call. And thank you for listening, Mary in Uxbridge. There Bit of are. a job, I yes. will say. It'll take, yeah. you know, a couple hours to do, but it's totally worth it. Plants love it when you do that. Hibiscus loves to be trimmed. Now, isn't that funny? Most most people, myself included, yes. when I had a house and, and had a hedge and all that, I was afraid to cut back uh, almost like an inch. And, and Don't no, be afraid. Lop it off. Yeah, yeah, visualize where it's going and do the, do the chopping. Don't be afraid. That's it, the bottom line. Exactly. It's 1229.
9, almost 12, uh, 9, what did I say, 12, 20, <laughs> good Lord, 9.30 is what I meant My to say. My scintillating sushi. Yes, has just gone off the rails. It's no problem. <laughs> I'm going to introduce our guest. Oh, please do. <laughs> I will. Yeah, Aldona Satterthwaite is joining us, and she is the brand new executive director of Toronto Botanical Gardens. Uh, Aldona has been on the job for five days, so I'm going to put her on the hot seat and you know find out how this new job is going. But the thing that's interesting about Aldona is she's spent some time traveling. She's been gone for about a year doing all kinds of travels, and I think coincidentally she was checking out some botanical gardens all over the world prior to coming back to Toronto. Now, she's been a Toronto resident for a number of years. She was the editor of Canadian Gardening for many, many years, wow. and a very yeah. good one at that. One of the, the things that Aldona is very good at, and I know this from personal experience, she asks a lot of questions, she listens to the answers, and she's got a real good knack at building teams and motivating others. So I think she's going to be a, a great executive director for the TBG, but she's going to fill us in a little bit about her plans and what's going on at Canada Blooms. Good morning. Hi, Charlie. Morning, Aldona. <laughs> wow, what, a, what an intro. Um, <laughs> you like that? You know, my first week has been fantastic. It's so exciting to be at the TBG, which is a garden that I've uh, loved uh, for, for uh, many years, and uh, the programming there is fantastic. I've been outside already looking at hellebores and crocuses. Yeah, things are happening. And aconites. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Snow, not much snow left, is there? I know, I know. My own garden only has a little bit of witch hazel. Anyway. So you're um, finding time to get outside. You're, you're not chained to a desk. <laughs> That's good to hear. Because <laughs> we're a garden set within a garden. Mm-hmm. PBG is at Lawrence and Leslie mm-hmm. uh, within the Edwards Gardens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm surrounded by gardens. I mean, what could be better? I know. So nice I take location. my own lunch to work and I go outside and uh, look at what's, what's coming up. What's I mean, that's what gardeners do, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm, that's the first thing I do every day I when every, I step out know, my when front. When the weather gets a little little better, yeah. we're out there with our, with our tea or our coffee to see what's come up overnight. I typically take a glass of wine myself. <laughs> what? First thing in the morning? <laughs> oh, I'm astonished. <laughs> Don't be. The sun's over the yard arm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Good attitude. Anyway, um, yes, we're, we're, we're getting uh, frantically ready for Canada Blooms, uh-huh. as you can imagine. Paul Zamet. Uh, and Jenny Rodenizer, Paul is our director of horticulture, and Jenny is our director of communications. Mm-hmm. Was down there yesterday, you know, starting to gather some stuff up and whatever. But we're 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 focusing on a theme this year that will be carrying through at Toronto Botanical Garden, and that's growing your own foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's our edible summer. Mm-hmm. We're going to offer all kinds of. Um, programming throughout the summer with uh, in conjunction with master gardeners yep. and uh, you know Paul uh, will be out there working with uh, the course attendees as well Sandra Pella our head gardener mm-hmm. and also some some uh, well-known gardening superstars such as Marjorie Mason and Ken Brown sure. offering various courses on on veggie basics but you know first Canada Blooms, always an exciting time. I'll be down there a lot. And you're going to be participating on a panel as well, aren't you? I am. Mm-hmm. Next, next Sunday I'll be um, sitting in on a lunchtime panel, or a Sunday week, I guess, uh, whatever the last day of Blooms is, yep. um, on urban gardening. 
You know, which is near and dear to all of us who live in the city, right? Absolutely. And of course, I think it's interesting that TBG has picked up on that urban agriculture theme because we're seeing that a lot, that idea of growing. Because, I I mean, I I deal with people all the time who love the idea of growing stuff, but don't really want to just grow stuff to be pretty. They want to grow it to be practical. Exactly. And and then there are other people who have a very limited amount mm -hmm. of space, and they think, I can't grow things. But in fact, you can grow all kinds of stuff on a balcony Mm -hmm. or in a window box. And, you know, we'll we'll certainly be showing people how to do that. Um, When I was the editor of Canadian Gardening, one kind of uh, statistic that crossed my desk was I read somewhere that 60% of Toronto gardeners uh, actually garden uh, to eat, you know, like foodstuffs. 60% of the people in Toronto grow something, whether it be a herb or a fruit tree or whatever. Yep. Because sometimes I they, thought that was astonishing. Well, you know? not really when you think about it, because you, sometimes people buy a house, they move into a house that has existing, I think lots of people, grapevines on the fence or, mm. you know, uh, raspberries in the back corner or, or, yeah, a peach tree or an apple tree. That, that happens all the time. Now, they don't always know how to look after them, but they inherit them. Right? That's right. And that's where I think a lot of these courses can come in that you were talking about. You know, the idea of attend a course, learn a little bit about how to maintain. Exactly, and have fun at the same time. You know, I mean, um, it just it helps build your confidence mm-hmm. and, and gives you the impetus to try new things, you know, and, uh, and also new varieties of foodstuffs. So you'll be helping people, whether they have a big space or a little space, on varieties that they can choose. Like, yes. say somebody wants to grow lettuce in a container. That's right. So we, we'll show them how. Your experts will not only show them how, but we'll also come, you know, show them varieties that grow well in containers. Well, and even how to design with veggies. I mean, yeah, some of the courses we're offering is veggies in the city, getting back to basics, um, getting started with spring crops and veggie garden design. I mean, you know, if you participate in that, you'll have a container to take home with lettuces, charred peas and stuff, you know. All ready to go. Yeah, all ready to go. Now, can anybody attend these seminars and workshops or just members? Anybody. uh, You know, there are individual prices. People can look it up on our website, which is Mm www.torontobotanicalgarden.ca. And uh, the members always get a deal on everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, an, an individual membership it's just forty bucks for the year, and you get right. a, you get all kinds of freebies and uh, and cut, deals on uh, all kinds of yeah stuff. deals on things deals at the in the shop yeah, exactly so, uh, deals even in the in the cafe Absolutely. it's worth it to be a member that's right I speak it's, from experience <laughs> <laughs> I'm not plugging or anything well you should though because I've only just started the job but boy I've got a lot to say it's it's just <laughs> a very exciting place with tons of terrific programming and of course we have twelve gorgeous gardens with lots of ideas Mm -hmm. that you can take away to your own garden at home. Mm -hmm. You know, I was walking around, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and the gardens were already full of people. It was wonderful to see um, people with uh, babies in strollers, you know, people on their lunch hour taking in the little sun that we've had this week, uh, enjoying the warm and... uh, at all times of the year, I've I've often gone up to visit the gardens, even when I wasn't uh, the the executive director. There's something to 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 see and enjoy and take home at any time, even now. And year round. Oh yeah. I find there's people in those gardens year round. It's just it's it so wonderful? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But like you say, there's something to take home. I mean, ideas for design, ideas for varieties. The plants are Absolutely. all labeled. I mean, our taxonomist uh, mm-hmm. Tony Vella does a fantastic job about labeling things. Yep. And people are pretty good about not not pulling out the labels and taking them with them because <laughs> that does happen, but yes. you know, best if you don't. But you can just take a notebook and if you see something you like, mm-hmm. jot it down. And, and if you're in the city, you know that uh, this stuff grows here, right? Mm-hmm. 
And you know what else? Everybody's got a cell phone. Take a picture of the label Absolutely. with your cell phone. Take there. You've got. You don't even need to write it down. It's right well, there. That's, that's the sort of garden writer's trick, isn't it, Charles? <laughs> when we see stuff that we like, you know, you just take a picture yeah, take of the pictures. thing and then of the label, and then uh-huh. you can talk about it. All look the it label. up and talk about yeah. it with you know great expertise, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so if you had to tell me, what's your first goal for, for as executive director? Sorry to put you on the hot seat here, no, but I what's can your tell first you right goal? Away. Yeah. My first goal, uh-huh. you know, what, what what hurts my heart a lot is that not enough people know about this fantastic resource. Mm -hmm. It's free. Come up and see the gardens. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope you'll become a member, but it is a wonderful, wonderful space. It's a great place for you to bring your children. Um, I want more people to know about it. Mm -hmm. I want more people to enjoy it. I want more people to celebrate it. Um, Green spaces in our city are such such wonderful, wonderful uh, relief from, you know, the Mm -hmm. stresses of the city life, etc. It's a great place to hang out. You know, children are fascinated by growing things. It's it just, uh, I and, think. and not just children too, Aldona. It's all generations. That's you true. know, you want to take uh, visitors into the city out for a walk somewhere. Absolutely, it's and, and great you know, the walking. Edwards, Edwards yeah. Gardens also. Yeah. After you've seen our gardens at, at the TPG, you can yeah. just wander down into the ravine to see the Edwards Gardens, yeah. which is a wonderful walk and a path. I used to take my children mm-hmm. when they were little, yeah. and you can yeah. go for for ages. That's right. I think you can actually connect right down to the lake. You can by Wilkin Creek Park. See that way. Yep, exactly. So. It's a fantastic resource. It's a gorgeous you know, those garden. Those of us who live in the city, we need to explore more of these kind of spaces. And of course, now I'm going, going to be banging on about the TBG because to me, this is <laughs> a, a fantastic space. But, you know, I hope more people will come. It is at Leslie and Lawrence. Parking is free. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're open all the time. So, um, yeah, check there it, it out. Uh, Aldona, uh, Frank here. I want to tell you Thank that you. I've heard I've heard lots of commercials uh, in my my career, <laughs> but boy, you are one super salesman. <laughs> so well, you know, salesperson, it's, it's not like I'm not enthusiastic. No, hardly, huh? No, That's no, great. It's not, no, it's not like I don't wonderful. think this is going to be a great job. I mean, I have been made so welcome. People have just been fantastic, and uh, I'm I'm really really looking forward to you know helping the TBG become better known and and more you know people to feel. Like they can come up anytime. Well, congratulations on that new job and good luck with that. That's thank a you, thank wonderful you so much, thing Charlie to be doing. Thank you, Frank, and uh, really appreciate uh, the call. Oh, my, I'm happy to have you on the show, and I'll see you down at Canada you Blooms. Certainly will. I'll All be right. down there most of the time, I think. <laughs> All right. then. Thanks so much. Have a Bye-bye. great day, Alana. Uh, what a nice lady, huh? Yeah, and obviously just so charged totally up. Totally oh, charged. Well, She's hey. great. And she did a, you know, I'm, now she even in, got me going there. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to take some, if, if you've got guests coming to the city, where do you take them? Good, good, maybe have top three things. Mm-hmm. The waterfront and yeah. Toronto. Like, and you know, gardens. CN Tower, you do that once, yeah. right? Yeah. But TBG, it's always changing. Yeah. The gardens are always different. Well, my friends, we got to change up here, too, because we've got uh, poor John, who's been waiting on the line there for some time in Mississauga very shortly. We'll be uh, to that momentarily. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Sponsored by Scott's, the makers of miracle Grow. Bigger is more beautiful thanks to miracle Grow. And hello there, Frank Proctor, along with Charlie, trying to bring a little sunshine into your life in this rather gloomy <laughs> Saturday. Saying hi to John in Mississauga. Good morning, John. Oh. Good morning. Gee, my ear's almost asleep now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Hibiscus. <laughs> 
Oh, it's the hibiscus day, yes? Yeah. Uh, we have a friend that put his down in the cellar for the winter. Is that a good thing or what? Well, I guess, does he have any uh, windows in his cellar? Uh, not really, no. Okay, so what he's done then is he has uh, forced it to become dormant or semi-dormant in his cellar. <clears throat> Excuse me, in his cellar. The thing with that is it's tricky. It's tricky to do that well. You can kill the hibiscus just as easily as cause it to go dormant or semi-dormant. Oh. I personally think it's easier just to keep them alive as a houseplant year-round if you well, can. we're having trouble now. We had three stalks. We've cut one. Mm-hmm. Another one, the leaves have dried up. And the mm-hmm. last one has some leaves, but they have the little white things on them. Oh, little white things so, on the back of the leaves? On oh. the top, actually. Okay, so are the little white things, do they have wings, the little white things? Uh, they do eventually. There's a lot of little white flies flying around. Right. So that is an insect that, strangely enough, has the name white fly, and it's very, <laughs> very hard to annihilate. Is it? Yeah, it's really hard to like kill. Like we used uh, dish detergent in water and sprayed it, but... Didn't do anything. I heard you say that that wasn't very good for them. No, you gave the plant a nice bath, but you didn't actually do anything to the bugs. Oh, no kidding. The detergent will not kill the insects. Soap will kill the insects. What about those little sticks, Charlie, you've spoken about? The little sticky sticks can make a difference, but it won't annihilate all of them. The best thing you can use right now... Now, okay, if the plant is is suffering, it's on, you know, edge. It's only got a few leaves on it. Oh, yeah, they're shriveling, too. And they're shriveling as we speak. It's under a lot of stress. That's the trick as well. As you start spraying it, it is stressful to spray uh, the plants. Um, But... Bottom line is, you will not get new growth. You will not ever have a happy plant unless you can annihilate the insect. There is a product out there. It's under two different names. One name is End All, so E-N-D, All. Mm -hmm. The other name it's under is called Three in One. It's a spray. It comes in a spray bottle, all ready to go. If you look at the active ingredients, it's made out of pyrethrins, which is... it's an or you know naturally occurring based on marigolds spray that will kill insects, but it also has in it canola oil, and the oil acts like the soap would if you had a soap spray, which is to uh, suffocate the insect eggs or insect uh, adults uh, before they fly. So you basically want to try and spray them. And uh, you will spray more than once, and you will spray very carefully because you don't want to spray your curtains or your walls with this (laughs) oil-based spray. And uh, and you'll hope that the plant stays alive through the process. So it's a bit tricky if the plant is really, really on on its last. should spray underneath too? Yes, you'll have to spray the entire plant till it drips Mm -hmm. and read the instructions. Of course, you'll be agitating as you spray to keep that oil in solution. And then you'll read the instructions. It'll recommend you spray again in 7 to 10 days just in case some eggs hatch and they did not, the spray did not stop the eggs from hatching. You'll have to be right on top of getting the the babies as they emerge. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It does work, though. You can. The, the biggest trick is keeping that hibiscus alive in the means of time. So TLC that, that hibiscus. Speak to but it lovingly. It's all right to keep it in the sun through the winter? Yes. Keep it in the sun, water as necessary. Oh. No fertilizer for now. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay. Sounds very good. <laughs> Let me know how that works out. Good. Thank you very much, Thank John. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye now. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for tuning in here to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show at AM 740. And Donna is on the line with us from Stony Creek. Hi, Donna. Hi, Charlie. Morning. Morning. I have some uh, black lace 
Alders, I think, or they're elder elder. Or elder. No, elder, E-L-D-E-R, yep. E? Yep. Okay, they grow like wheat. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, when should I trim them back? Spring. Pardon? In the spring. In the spring. You can cut them right down to ground level. Right to ground level? Yipper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's that for an answer? You can treat them like a perennial. So they are a shrub. And you can treat them like a shrub and only very carefully prune as necessary. Or you can experience, like you did, this is one happy, vigorous plant, and it's way bigger than I expected. Chop it right down, well, ground level. Uh, It'll be two inches tall when you're finished pruning it. And let it grow up from those little stumps all through the spring and summer, and it'll have beautiful blooms on it in August, and you'll leave it alone all winter. Chop it down again every spring. Same way we treat... Butterfly bush, two inches, down to two inches. Two inches? Yep. Okay, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. You're very welcome. Thank, Thank you. Bright and shiny sounding uh, Donna from yeah. Stony Creek there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The plant she asked about is mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite plants. It's quite new. Black lace elder has only been out for about three or four years now in the Ontario horticultural world. And we will have we have some, not only will we, but we do have some down at Canada Blooms this year in bloom for anybody who would like to see black lace elder growing uh, and see just what a lovely shrub it is and totally worth having in the garden. And you can treat it quite rough, as we just discussed. <laughs> All righty. Uh, phone numbers once again for Charlie Dubman. If you are in Toronto, it's 416-360-0740. Anywhere out of town, uh, in the provinces for that matter, one 740 4740 And we'll return in just a moment to say hi to Jim in Peterborough. It's where great ideas for the garden bud and bloom. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of Scott's Wild Bird Food, high-quality seed blended for Canadian birds. Frank Proctor with you, along with Charlie, and we both say hi and good morning to Jim in Peterborough. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Am I call? Hello oh, oh, there, there. Okay. Are you there? Yep, we're here. We well, can... Thanks for taking my call. I enjoy your show. I have an aspidestra plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aspidistra. Aspidestra. Yep. Okay, also known as cast iron plant. And it's been in the family for over 90 years. Oh, wow. wow. Did you email me about this? What's that? Did you email me? I might have, yeah. Yeah, I think you might have. Carry on, I'm listening. 90 anyway, years. Anyway, I broke it up. It was in a, in a pot about 12 inches in diameter, and it was relatively uh, root-bound, mm-hmm. and I broke it up and put it into a six-inch, mm-hmm. and it's never seemed to have, you know, flourished anymore. I'm looking for Geritel or something. <laughs> <laughs> but when you broke it up, you ended up with several six-inch pots, didn't you? No, I threw the rest away. Oh, 90 years in the family, and you threw 90% of the plant away? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's been in uh, it's. Every generation in the family's had one. Yeah, okay. And do other... House. All right. Do they ever flower? Oh, rarely. They can. <laughs> given the perfect conditions, they can flower. Mm-hmm. So the, the secrets to success with the plant that you have, it wants average temperatures, mm-hmm. you know, re- regular room temperatures. Uh, you can certainly keep it on the cool side. It prefers cooler in the winter rather than warmer, but of course frost-free. Yeah. It is extremely tolerant of whatever light conditions you want to give it. It oh. um, it does not like direct sun, but
but it'll take a bright spot in your house, you know, indirect light. Yeah. It'll take a, a dark corner in your house. Okay. Okay. We well, I transplanted here a few, oh, about a couple of months back, and mm-hmm. I even cut back on the root system a little bit. Okay, that's fine. And you gave but, it fresh potting soil. Yeah, I and fresh a fresh but it doesn't seem to <laughs> that's all right and you, and you gave it a fresh pot yeah and there's drainage holes in the pot right and where is it sitting now it's sitting in a in a corner of a well a, a west southwest window perfect okay and when um when you water it is it got a little saucer below yeah the, okay and when you water does water go right through into the saucer Yes. And do you keep an eye that the, the water in the saucer doesn't sit there for very long? You know, give oh, it five no, or I ten can't minutes? Say that, no. <laughs> okay. So here's my suggestion. When you're watering, it might be once a week, it might be once a month. It's all just a question of your schedule and what the, you know, what's appropriate for the plant. Yeah. The trick is you do not want it to sit in water. Oh, okay. okay. So when you water, you want to water thoroughly. It should be, you know, feel the soil. It should be quite dry. You can feel the weight of the pot. It should be quite light. Water thoroughly. Water will go through the soil into the saucer below. Let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes. Then dump the water out of the saucer and put it back where it was. Let it sit there and, you know, check it every couple of days. Feel the soil. Feel the weight of the pot. And water when it's light and dry and, and needs water again. Uh, right. when, if you repotted, like, say, Christmas time or right before Christmas, yeah. it may be, it's likely, that why it feels like it hasn't really bounced back is because... It's never the best time to repot anything as we're entering the dark days of winter. Plants are naturally just kind of shutting down and having a little sleep for the winter. So we never see, you know, boisterous, energetic growth out of any of our houseplants through those dark days. Before I did that, it had a little shoot that came up. Mm -hmm. And that just sat sat dormant for months. Okay. So I thought, well. So I thought, well, I'm going to change something here. So I changed the soil. Yeah, that's right. I would not be at all concerned. The only thing that could happen is you could kill it with too much love. So don't don't love it too much. Yeah, I know. Don't water it every day. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? It's still around. (laughs) That's right. So try and forget about it in between. But do do just keep it keep track in terms of how long does plants usually last? Oh gosh, they can as you know, 90 years. It could last for another 90 years. So don't... They don't wear out. Not at all. No. We wear out long before they do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks so Thank much you, for Jim. your call. Good luck with that. Right, bye-bye. 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 We're uh, kind of up against the clock here, aren't I know. We, uh, I wonder if we... Can we do a really fast... Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. We can do that. Erica in Virgil. Hello. Hi, Charlie. Good morning, Erica. we got like one minute. Can, can we yes. fit in your question and answer? Yes. Um, I'm wondering how to take care of a Siberian iris. Mine just hasn't bloomed. First year, maybe it did in the mm-hmm. garden, but you know, other years it just doesn't bloom. And I've got it in several different places. Yeah, some in shade, yeah. some in full sun, huh. and I'm just wondering what I'm doing wrong. Well, could it be that they're blooming when you're at work? You know why <laughs> they they really? bloom very no. briefly. That's no. that's I love Siberian iris, but they're such a short blooming plant, and they're quite dark blue sometimes. So they yeah. don't really show up if the the ground you know against the dark colors sometimes of the soil or the what's behind. Oh, well, I'm in my garden all the time. Yeah, so it's, no, they they wouldn't get by me sneaking by you. <laughs> Okay, so what is going on? Why isn't it? You've, tr- you've got sunny, you've got shady, uh, leaves are healthy. Yes. All your Siberian iris are from the same plant and you've separated the clumps? No, no, there, I've got several different different kinds. And none of them bloom? Are, no, 
No, they just don't bloom. Mm. Have I planted them too deep or... Do they need other fertilizer? No. And so Siberian iris, unlike the you know bearded iris, don't have that big rhizome. So a Siberian iris is just a, a little mass of fibrous mm-hmm. roots. Mm-hmm. And you cut them down in the spring and they grow up like a grassy plant, yeah. you know, green leaves mm-hmm. in the spring. And they should pop out flowers. Well, mm-hmm. do you fertilize or do you supplement your soil at all in the spring? Well, I, I do with compost mm-hmm. and also a, a bone meal. Okay. Stop, don't put bone meal around uh, the irises. Okay. You could, if you wanted to, just crank a little of an all-purpose fertilizer, give them some miracle Grow. Okay. That may make just the difference of giving a little more balance. Bone mm-hmm. meal is just phosphorus, so I would avoid only use bone meal when you're transplanting or planting. Okay. Don't use bone meal on an existing garden because mm-hmm. uh, okay. you can really overdo the phosphorus. But uh, but try some miracle Grow. See if that makes a difference. Okay. And let us know. Let us know how it goes this spring, if anything makes a difference. Okay. Thank you so much, and good luck, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're getting uh, close to running on a racetrack again, aren't we? We are. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, you're still here well, do, on the I'm track here. by yourself, yes, I'm indeed. afraid to say. I'm, you know, you're the most wonderful sous chef in the world, but you take over as host in mere minutes. Mere moments from now. The biggest question that comes up for me, talking to Jim and Peterborough, the Aspidestra. Yes. Uh, and I, I remember Oh, here a, we go. You're going to sing? <laughs> yes, I am. And the song was, I can't remember who recorded it, but it was... She's got the biggest aspidestra in the world. <laughs> and who the heck is that? Anyway, that's the, that's that's the little uh, the question, question for today. next week. Oh, no, so do a little research. For your show yeah, for okay. the next six hours. <laughs> I was going to load it on you. No, okay. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> we better get the heck gone. Thank you, Charlie. Good luck with the uh, Canada Blooms starting uh, Wednesday. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for all your wonderful support. And Andre, you've been a, been a real card. And thanks for <laughs> filling in for Grace. And uh, thanks for all our callers. Exactly. Have a great day. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.